Hi, welcome to another episode of the FBR Cast, otherwise known as the Football Boot Review Podcast. I'm the founder and owner of Football Boot Review, and today I'm joined by my colleague Xander Fadley, who is the co-owner, co-founder of Meet Me in the Middle. Meet Me in the Middle, the uh, podcast in which this nests currently. For now. Well, yeah, we're working on it. We're probably going to get its own feed soon, so you... You know, you'll be able to see both the Meet Me in the Middle logo and the logo for Football Boot Review at the same time in your podcast feeds. That'll be so fun. It would be a lot of fun. It would. Be. It will be. It will, it will be. be fun. It will happen. Yes. Uh, so today, I think uh, we're just going to cover three topics. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover the uh, USMNT matches that happened on Friday and yesterday. Kickoff series. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind couple days for me yeah i wasn't able to go due to conflicts mm-hmm. but xander was there for us and we're going right. to get his lowdown of how the matches went mm-hmm. we're also going to talk about the epl schedule for the weekend because mm-hmm. we we're on an international break and we were missing it so we we're going to predict some games definitely see what are. we think definitely are missing it so and then finally i'm just going to talk briefly at the end about some uh, new releases in the uh, boot world Considering this is football boot review. That's right. That's um, that's your bread and butter. That's my bread and butter. Bread and butter. Can't believe it's not butter. Oh, right. yep, is man. it the vegetable oil spread or uh, I don't know? They say there's other variations of it. Olive oil spread? I'm not sure. Dude, I don't know. I don't cook like you do. Well, I don't use. I can't believe it's not butter. I use butter. There you go. Lots, Lots of, of respect. Butter and lard. Well, Xander, we'll start with uh, your Friday night. My Friday night. Well, let's start on Thursday. Uh, well, I don't need the whole story of how you got there. I don't right. need all that. That's fine. I just uh, want to know. This, this was our this this is our first credentialing for yours. Well, okay, correct. This is the first credentialing for Meet Me in the Middle, and we both got credentialed for the uh, two friendlies that are that comprise the kickoff series for uh, the U.S. Men's National Team. Considering that the World Cup just ended a few months ago, they are, this is, they, they invented this thing called a kickoff series that kind of gets them into the next cycle. So this Friday, uh, this past Friday, the United States Men's National Team took on Brazil in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. Um, and if you don't know, that's a, Long way from uh, MMITM headquarters in That's Indianapolis. Right. Uh, I cut Xander off because I didn't want him to go into a spiel about how he drove so long and all that stuff because we understand it's long. It's, it's a it's long far. drive. I was going to go with him, but conflicts arose mm-hmm. before I could go. There'll um, be other. There'll be other times, though. Absolutely. But what? What? I guess I'll just kind of ask. What was your uh, takeaway from? Uh, Brazil on how they played against us, mm-hmm. and then you know to save another question, flip it. How did the U.S. do against Brazil? All right. Well, uh, if you guys wanted to see this a little bit more in written format, there is an article on our website that is the match report for this uh, match. So you can find it on Meet Me in the Luck Co. Uh, let's see. Brazil brought a really good squad. Like it. I mean, everybody is starting over their their cycle right everybody's this is their first match after the world cup so they brought neymar and coutinho and alisson and uh diego costa all of them fabinho uh and they came out and 
They played well. I mean, it's it's not every day that uh, the U.S. gets to play against Brazil, so it's certainly something. Um, they held their own, though, the U.S. did for a while. Uh, the possession wasn't great going forward. It, you were really, you could really see the void left by Pulisic, which is pretty weird to say considering like how young he is and how little he's actually played with the team. But yeah. the team just seems like it, it, it has a natural spot for him to operate. Um, they, their goal, their, their goal was one of the few uh, uh, big misses by by our center back uh, pairing for the two games actually going forward into Mexico. Um, uh, let's see. I have a note here for it. Uh, oh, who cares? Um, the ball was played in, I believe, by Douglas Costa. Douglas Costa? Yeah, I, I have the note right here. There it is. Tiago Silva actually sent it across, and uh, Firmino made a good trailing run, and he wasn't picked up by, I think Miazga let him go through. It could have been Anthony Robinson. I, I didn't quite... I, I couldn't quite see the whole replay, but it was a very well-earned goal. Like it was, it was pretty good, and luckily the U.S. responded very well, and they they reorganized and they kept going. But then, like just before half, did, were you watching the game? No, I was. Not. Oh my goodness, they got the Brazil got this penalty call that was just wow, really terrible, really terrible. So they got to put in a penalty uh, past Zach Steffen, who who shone brightly in these two games. Um, and to put it up to zero. Now we did have a chance right before halftime, but, uh, it just wasn't quite, it was never quite there all game long. There were a couple chances, a couple good chances, most of them by Weston McKinney, who played very well in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it just, it never was there in the second half. Brazil came out. I thought that they might like do a mass substitution at halftime because they were up two zero, and why not? But they came out with the, the same side that they went in with. So I don't know if that's really saying anything about the U.S. or that they just wanted to get off on the right foot as well. But uh, the second half was pretty boring. Not a lot happened. There were a couple more opportunities by Weston McKinney and uh, Will Trapp had a, had a good one. He was uh, The subs who came in actually were, were, uh, brought a good spark. Um, and they were uh, Acosta and... Yep. Weah. Tim Weah, I think, came in. Well, um, I guess uh, since it was your first time being credentialized, mm-hmm. what is the – well, I guess two questions. What's the most daunting thing when you get there and the most, like, whoa, this is neat thing? Well, the whole thing is, whoa, this is neat. Like, even yeah. e- like before and after and during, every now and then, I would just – like smile and be like, why? How? How is this even happening? Ooh, I almost sneezed there. And uh, it's just like crazy that we even had this opportunity. I mean, we're not we're not anything special here. At Meet me in the middle in FBR, but uh, well, the FBR part is FBR is pretty special. I mean, you've got eight over eight thousand followers on Instagram, so that's pretty that's considerably better than Meet me in the middle on all accounts. Um. But the most daunting thing is trying to I, I don't know if it it feels weird trying to like seem like you're supposed to be there, you know, because you know this is my first one. So you just you try to look the part. I, I, I tweeted out a hashtag fake it till you make it just to try to because 
this is the first time, so I don't actually know how all these things are going to go. So the hard, one of the hardest things also is uh, that like just figuring out where you're supposed to be. Luckily, yeah, that's pretty tough. Because those first time for yeah. those stadiums are all so big. Well, it's tough the first time because the signs aren't very big. Right. They just kind of tell you to go somewhere, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to know where that is. Ah, I, the, the most, most, most daunting thing is trying to figure out where to park, <laughs> actually. Because, like, as a media member, you, you have a parking spot, but being able to... Well, I, I couldn't prove it for East Ruth, uh, for MetLife Stadium, so I had to pay 30 bucks for parking, which is outrageous. But, it, I mean, it was, you know, parking at the stadium, so I guess it wasn't crazy, crazy, crazy. But that was uh, unfortunate, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I actually found asking the questions not not too tough. If you just put yourself out there, if you just, like, ra- I, I made eye contact with the guy running the, the show at, at Sarakin's press conference, and mm-hmm. he gave me the nod, and I was able to ask my question. Uh, you can find that video on all of our social medias. Yeah, Xander asked the last question. The very last question in his press conference. I know, now, he, now, he prefaced it by saying it was the last question, so I didn't like wrap up the press conference with such a good question, but it was still a pretty good question. It uh, was a good question. You asked a very specific question, mm-hmm. and it showed you were knowledgeable of the formation that was being used. And I was paying attention. Well, that... Yeah, you, I mean, you you would hope so, but you know, some of the questions are like, uh, "How did how do you feel about the game?" And you're like, "Oh, well, that's not specific or really informative." Um. So yeah, Xander covered that for us. You can read, like he mentioned, a full article is on our site. It's mm-hmm. it's a good read, good long read. If you want more detail, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I cut him off a little bit because I don't want to steal the thunder from the article. Right. Um. But then yesterday, Xander drove to Nashville, Tennessee Mm -hmm. to watch uh, the biggest rivalry for the U.S. against Mexico. You made a face. You don't agree? I was just thinking, like, I was thinking about who is our other rival. (laughs) Like you said, biggest rival. And, like, Mexico, I consider, like, our only, I guess, Costa Costa Rica Rica a little bit. Yep. But, uh... England. England, some... But we, you know, we play them so infrequently. It's it's, it's hard to We're keep a rivalry England up. This year. I know we are it, in London, Wembley. Wembley's in London. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I did that uh, yesterday, and you know, I liked uh, Nissan Stadium a lot better than than uh, MetLife actually. Well, the, press, the Nissan Stadium press box is a lot nicer, yeah. a lot more central, a lot lower down too. You felt yeah. like like in in. <laughs> At Medlife Stadium, like the seats didn't really feel that good because you're so far away from the from the from the action, and there's like these huge pillars separating the glass. Uh, for football, it might work better just because you know there's uh, things are more things aren't as fluid, so you can kind of follow the action as you go along. But soccer, you know, you've got things going back and forth, so those visual obstructions really can get irritating. Now, this match I did watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Better one to watch for sure if you're a USMNT fan. Well, yeah, because we won. Right. But it really wasn't that great of a no. game. First half especially was really terrible. Like, there was there was nothing good about the first half, really, except no. for we didn't give up a goal. Like, that was the only bright spot coming out of the first half. Well, I thought Stefan played really well. Yeah, no. He definitely looks like he's a comfortable number one for us. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh the the best like group to come out of this these two games are like the center backs and Zach 
Yeah. So Miazga, Miazga, I never really considered much, never really knew much about him, but he was really good in both of these matches. And uh, anytime that you start making fun of a Mexican player for being short, <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna be, a, I'm gonna be a fan. Well, you know it, it, that little Mexican kid, uh, oh, 18, 18 uh, just uh, kept diving and flopping, and on TV, I mean, even the commentator was like, "All right, this is yeah, kind of seriously. ridiculous." Uh, he was. He was just being, a, I, I think I said on on Twitter, a general nuisance. Just like, not he wasn't adding to the match at all. Lanyez, I believe, was his last name. I can't find him in all my tweets here. Well, but, I know um, he went to, uh, he plays for Club America, I believe, but he's got mm-hmm. a bid from Roma, something like that. Right. So. Well, the, it, I one of the most disappointing things about the first half was that the side that Mexico brought into this was even more inexperienced than our side. Like they had, they had like six or seven guys who had zero caps, period. Mm-hmm. And so I was really hoping for a better thing. And also coming out, he, the question I asked Sarakin was if he was planning to change the formation at all to, uh, uh, to get more attacking because we were really lacking against Brazil. Part of that's because of the group that we had. We didn't have some of our good forwards and good uh, uh, forward-leaning players like Pulisic. Uh, Sergeant, I think, will be good. He hasn't had much of a chance to show it, but he has he has already scored in one of his appearances with the USMNT. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came out in that first half against Mexico, same 4-1-4-1, and it was like yeah. the same problem, uh, except for they did add a little wrinkle this time. They were sending a ton of balls over the top to Zardes, or at least they were attempting to because I think zero out of six connected. Well, I feel bad for Zardes because mm-hmm. he has got he's improved a ton yep. since having, leaving LA having, for Columbus. Having a great year in Columbus. Yeah, which is good to see, but it seems like if you ever have a great year in MLS, you're just not going to score for your national team. Looking at you, Chris Wondolowski. Yeah, exactly. An entire good career in the MLS, opposite for USMNT. Yep. But um, I get uh, – shoot, just forgot it. What, what were your biggest takeaways from both games, I guess, is – like, if you're looking at it from here is 180 minutes of film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what stood out? Who stood out? Because uh, for me, I didn't get to watch the, the Brazil, Brazil. Yeah. But in the uh, Mexico. Mexico game, I, yes, I know the Sorry. games. Uh, I knew that Stefan was really, really good. Yeah. And he he's really been a bright spot since he's gotten mm-hmm. in the team. Yeah. So he's a guy also having a great season in MLS with Atlanta. He's had, he's had it in the past. I thought he was with Colum- he's Columbus. Oh, you're right. He, I've just, I'm remembering the clip of him, uh, in the PK <laughs> shootout in, when they were playing Atlanta in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, uh, it happens. Anyway, I, I think one of my big takeaways from these two is we should never play a four, one, four, one again. Cause I, Unless we get different people in, well, like we don't have the personnel to make that work, and it was really stagnant. Like, well, they had a what was it, Kellen Acosta or someone uh-huh. on the right wing? Well, in the second half, he moved to a four-four-two. I know, um, but I'm saying in the first half of Mexico, he had like a CDM playing right mid. Yeah, and he looked lost. Well, he also was playing Lehigh out of position on purpose at at a left back instead of right back. He and keeps Lehigh, playing left back though. Like almost every time he's playing for us, they say, "Well, he's out of position." But it's like well, it's all he plays for us. Well, Jack Moore's not bad. Well, Lehigh definitely looked out of position against Mexico in that first half because he was he was not good and got a nearly got a yellow card in the first half for dissent when he was yelling at the AR for a throw in call. 
so that, yeah. so that was pretty crazy. And then he did get a yellow card for just a re- like a really like it was not a good foul that he no. got his actual yellow card on. Um, they got him off, put Anthony Robinson on, and that was the big that was the big shift. That and the red card that Mexico got really shifted the game because Anthony Robinson came in and really added Anthony. a Anthony. Sp- Anthony. Yeah, it's not Anthony. It's Anthony. I, I'm saying Anthony. I thought you said Anthony. Okay, Anthony Robinson. Uh, came in and really added a spark on that left side and, and was able to push it all forward and had and had that gave Tyler Adams a really good ball across for his goal. First goal, first win. First goal, first win for Tyler Adams. He's good. He's really good. He's only 18 still, I think, or 19. Yedlin has improved a lot. Uh, he play, He looked, actually looked good against Brazil. Well, you know why he's gotten looked good? Because he's had time to play in the APL now. Yep. Yeah. He actually has minutes at Newcastle. He's their first choice mm-hmm. right back. Weston McKinney looks really good, I think. He's uh, he's raw still. He is. He is, and he picked up a knock. It's a, a they they confirmed it's a bruised knee that he picked up early in the second half against Mexico. But I think he's got a good a good mind for going forward. Needs to work a little bit in possession and and supporting uh, the back line to get the ball forward. Yeah, I mean. It's hard to judge the U.S. off of these two games. It is. Um, just because of there's no Pulisic. Right. We're still very young. Yes. And there's a long time till the World Cup. So, but, but what was interesting, you probably didn't get to see this because you were there. Right. They were talking to Sarakin in an interview, I guess, before the Brazil game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was saying like, excuse me, they were acting like, well, when the World Cup comes around and the U.S. is in it, or they go to, excuse me, geez, they go to the farthest they've ever been to. Yeah. What do you want people to remember you by? And he said that I played a part in it, whether mm-hmm. I'm the coach or I'm not at that time, that I played a part. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm, oh. Excuse me. But I think that's something um, because overlooked for him is. He's really developed the youth for us. Well, his attitude as a manager is is considerably better than Arena's ever was, in my opinion. Uh, he really has integrated the youth a lot more, which was very important considering, you know, the next time the World Cup rolls around, the guys who were going to start for us in this World Cup are going to be four years older and therefore mostly in their 30s. Excuse me for that. I was coughing. It was weird. It was like a half cough, half sneeze. And yeah. It wouldn't come out. Um but no, he was talking about how it's been tough to integrate young guys, mm-hmm. but also give older guys that have right. been there to stay in. What? But he also has to prepare for the mindset of there's a World Cup in four mm-hmm. years, and I, we don't want to be at home again. Uh, Cameron Carter Vickers looked good against Mexico. He, he he came in for John Brooks, who looked good against, his, good against Brazil. His medium shirts that he wears because yep. he's so buff. That's right. Uh some scuttlebutt around the press box is that uh, uh, some of the young players came in were talking to uh, one of the higher-ups in uh, the U.S. soccer, just like asking, how am I supposed to talk to Michael Bradley exactly? Because Michael Bradley is uh, famously like zen and not very cordial. And the young guys were having a hard time uh, connecting with who is a, someone who is supposed to be like our our mainstay captain. No, no, that's been the scuttlebutt for years. I know, I know, but at this point, they were talking about that. Well, two years ago when I went to several games, right? And they were like, no one knew how to talk to Bradley because he's just kind of a jerk, right? And I mean, but 
back then, like Bradley was not going anywhere, but now like he should probably try to work on that if he wants to get back in the side. I don't want him back in the side, but if he's going to get back in, he's going to have to work on like being able to talk to young kids. Well, that was Sanders' recap of the USMNT weekend that was. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we'll be at some more matches in the future. But since there were no EPL matches this weekend, we're going to predict the ones this weekend. I can just read them off to you. You tell right. me what you think. Uh, Saturday at 6.30, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Oh, that is a good match. Yeah, that no one oh. will see. Oh, hmm. You know, that's a that's a toss-up, really. I think probably Liverpool, they've got a little bit better form coming off of like the last match. But, you know... You're coming off the uh, the international break, so it's always kind of a reset, it, for good or for ill, you know. Because you could be riding high, but you come in, come off the international break, and then well, you got to reestablish everything. Kind of. You also have to realize not everyone goes on international breaks. Not True. The big clubs. Well, so, um, personally, I think Liverpool's going to win. I agree with mm-hmm. you. Um, it, I mean, you hate saying the obvious thing in the room, but it really depends on what Harry Kane does and Salah do. Right, right. So, um, but just looking at it from the outside looking in, at the moment, I think Liverpool's going to win that one. Uh, moving to the first 9 a.m. game, Manchester City versus Fulham. I think that's pretty clear cut who's going to take that it, one. It should be City. But I will say I'm going to say City's going to leave it late. I think they're going to – they're Fulham's going to – Park the bus, you know. Do I mean, what play works. play what people do against City. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm assuming you're picking City. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick City just because I would be crazy not to. Um, the next game is Bournemouth versus Leicester City. I'm actually gonna go oh. Bournemouth. Boy, uh, do you have the games in front of you too? Is yeah, I, I got. I'm looking at them as well. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This is the opposite end of that Tottenham Liverpool thing. It's like a toss up between. I, I'm going to go with Leicester. I don't know. I've got Bournemouth in that one. Yep. Um, Newcastle, Arsenal. You know what? I'm going to go Newcastle. Oh, I wanted to go Newcastle. I'm going to go with Arsenal just to not say the same thing, but like Arsenal could very well lose this match just because they're not good this year. They're okay because they, they have a new manager. They've, they've recovered from their pretty – I mean, they lost their first two matches. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, they're a work in progress. Yeah. It's, um, the first year is always tough with a new manager because, you know, you're trying to – you don't have the players that you want, but you're trying to still instill the style that you want. So it's it's tough. It, well, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace. I was going to say this up there when you said, oh, it's opposite of the opening day. No, if, this is the opposite. This is, this is even more opposite, isn't it? Yep. Oh, jeez. Huddersfield Town, just because I I'm, would be less sad to see – Crystal Palace go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Palace is gonna win. I think Wilfred Zaha is gonna be the difference. You know what? Draw. I'm gonna call a draw. It's a good Can show. Do that? Yeah. It's a good show. I'm gonna call like a like a three three draw. You know, one of those crazy matches. Not two two draw. Uh, I think it's gonna be like one over nil nil. If it were to be a draw. Hmm. Um, Chelsea versus Cardiff City to round up the 9 a.m. games on Saturday. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, I think that's gotta too. be Chelsea. Probably like three to one. Moving to the prime time. Uh, this is this is Saturday. a big. This is surprisingly a big match. No, I think Man United takes it easily. No, I'm gonna go Watford. They're gonna keep their perfect streak going. Really put the heat on uh, uh, Mourinho. 
Well, that's what I will agree with that. If Watford win, Mourinho might be gone that night. It, I will say that this was probably a perfectly placed international break for Man, uh, Manchester United just because it kind of could get them away from all the noise that's yeah. that's surrounding them. Well, so. that's, they're just in a tough spot where Mourinho's not getting it done, mm-hmm. but he's also a guy that could always come back to haunt you. Right. But the thing that they're trying to avoid is, um, I don't know if you know anything about the Anthony Martial Mm-hmm. situation where he's just not playing because right. he doesn't like him. Well, let me name two other guys that you, maybe you've heard of. I know one uh, of them. Mohamed Salah left mm-hmm. Chelsea because Mourinho didn't like him. And uh, Kevin De Bruyne left Chelsea because he didn't like him. And uh, both of them are probably the two best players in the Prem right now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, so, if, if, especially if you go by uh, FIFA scores, right? Yeah, so idiot, I think is a good word to use for him. He is selectively strategic. <laughs> Um, quickly on the Sunday games, Wolves versus Burnley. Only two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my Wolves. Your Wolves. Yeah, remember them on Wolves. I called them for. We fourth. need. You know, we need to get you a Wolves jersey. That's They're cool. Goal. They're actually cool. We'll look into it. Um, Everton West Ham. Everton's gonna win. West Ham are awful. West this Ham year. so bad. It's incredible that they're gonna get relegated. <laughs> It is because they're a big club. Yeah, they're but they're just so bad. They're just <laughs> not. Me. They are just not not good. Um, last game on Monday. How did this get the Monday slot? Everyone gets it eventually. Okay. Um, Southampton Brighton. Uh boy, I don't know what to pick. I'm gonna go with my heart, Brighton. I'm gonna go one one draw. That's my draw. Oh, oh, okay. That'll be your that'll be your draw of the week. Are they at Brighton? Uh, I think so. Uh, Brighton's just got a nice stadium, you know, nice new moderate. I was talking to my dad, uh, this is a completely tangent thing, but they were talking about, you know, you want Indy 11 always wants a new stadium and they always think too big. They should probably go something just like a little bit smaller than Brighton Hove Albion, because that was a less than a hundred million dollars for that stadium. And it's 35,000 seats. They don't need that many. I think I told you that Indy 11 are the ones that just constantly want a huge stadium without you, you the did. big following. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, a, it's a reference to the conversation that we've had. That uh, I think it was actually on Meet Me in the Middle that we talked about it. But regardless, they, they've always, they want a stadium that's too big and they want too much money. It doesn't have, like, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be big. It just needs right. to be a soccer stadium. Exactly. So the Brighton Hove Albion, less than $100 million. Which is not bad for a stadium. No, not at all. And it's they, they, there's just thirty five thousand, so you could probably even knock off like ten thousand seats and twenty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, and, but and that would make for, too much sense. So it's not. Let's not make too much yeah. sense. You're right. Um, do you have anything to add with that? Or I'm just gonna uh, get into some products that came out. No, yeah, you go ahead and hit your hit your things. Um, Nike released a bunch of their third jerseys. Oh. Um, Chelsea and City were last week, but today, um. Well, we talked. I'll, I'll we, show Xander these. We talked about uh, uh, Man U's, the yeah, the light those, light pinks, yeah, those the terribles. Well. well, Nike came out today with mm-hmm. their Roma third kit. It's a nice yellow. Yeah, that's the design good. is the city of Rome in there. Okay, I, I saw that in there. I couldn't tell quite what it was. That's that's neat. A little little bright for my tastes, but some people are gonna like that for sure. Um, Inter Milan came out with a kit. Oh, that's nice. It's pretty nice. That's it's pretty a nice. silverish color. Yeah. With some blue, dark blue accents, like navy. Really good center stripe. With well, the it's, it's a, it's a, it pays homage to another, another kit that was white with red stripes. Okay. And this is a modern take from way back when. So that one's, that's cool. that one's pretty cool. Barcelona's, I, I 
I don't know what to Bar- feel. Barcelona's are always interesting. Better than it has been in the yeah. past. That's actually not bad. Some people well, are going to... I think some people will probably really like those. And more than normal. Because they've had some in the past that are just like garish. Well, the thing is, is that they had a kit that had that um, kind of same peach color. Yeah, peachy salmon color. That was a really, really cool kit like uh-huh. six, seven years ago. Yeah. And I, I just don't like the red. Like I know it's the city in there mm-hmm. it just looks weird um another puma pack came out a limited edition they've been doing something called a uh, city pack mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. big footballing cities around the world get right. to uh i guess some of the retailers there get to make a a, a, a collection a yeah. three shoe collection um so los angeles which i believe oh. is probably going to be the only american uh, american city, city. yeah um, one of them was for the shopping district. Um, oh, like, El Rodeo? Yeah, so each boot had inspiration. One of them uh-huh. was like the flower district, and the other was art. Uh-huh. And I actually really like the um, art district and the shopping district. The shopping district's the... Oh, no, that is nice. It's like, like the Tiffany mint. Blue. It's like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A minty Tiffany blue. And the then flower the, one actually has flowers on yeah, no, like that's, the form stripe. Yeah. So That's not a, bad. They're actually, they're actually all not bad. I mean, the no, la- it's the best pack so far of the city pack. The lavender is not exactly what I would wear, but like the other two, they aren't bad. The 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 what was it? The shopping district one. Mm-hmm. That one's probably my favorite out of those three. Although the flower one, I think you could grow grow to like it a lot because it's it is pretty nice. Well, I like unique boots, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and those are absolutely unique. So I like unique boots that have like a story. So. And, you know, when you take inspiration like that, I just really didn't like the Unisport one where the, the city pack was Copenhagen. Yeah. And it was like... All that history in Copenhagen. No, but it was like the bottom of the shoe was like kind of the crosswalk, yellow, black, yellow, black thing. Yeah. And it just looked dumb. But this one actually looks like, whoa, okay, like that mm-hmm. actually looks like it's probably from L.A. Yeah. Like it looks cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a... a interesting pack there's going to be a new adidas pack that drops might even drop tomorrow by the time this comes out Mm -hmm. um because you know adidas love dropping things as soon as someone like figures it out right Uh, it's going to be called a spectral pack you're going to like it i'll show you it there's a nice light blue Uh, in there you you color it blue and you're halfway to me liking it yeah so it's probably 75 percent of the way to me liking it exactly um (laughs) but that I, i think that's our show today yeah. Our show, our pod. Our pod. Um, I'm Hunter York. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at HunterYork1128. Mm-hmm. Um, the Instagram for football boot review is football underscore boot underscore review. Um, you can find Xander. You should say that stuff. I am Xander Fadley across all things, basically. That's if you search it. my name, you'll find it. Yeah. I think I'm Xander. Z- Xander with a Z. Yeah, with a Z, Not everybody. Xander. I, it's yeah there's a story behind it but you don't like it doesn't matter for now um then for meet me in the middle stuff it's meet me underscore middle on instagram and on twitter and then just search for us on facebook uh also the football boot review twitter is boots no boot underscore boot reviews one boot all reviews one. one so yeah, yeah. uh so to, we'll be back uh hopefully with our regular schedule so that'd be a tuesday uh we record and then tuesday night we drop because it'll break down what happened in, in the EPL. Uh, that That's week. why we like doing Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we'll do two episodes a week during 
Champions League football. Right. We, co- we covered that, yeah. Um, we're going to try and have those out on Thursday mornings, if we can. Mm-hmm. Record on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, yeah. Yeah, so that we'll have uh, all your latest Champions League fixtures in mm-hmm. there. And sometimes we'll probably do extra pods when maybe there's a big cup tie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe an FA Cup match that's an interesting one early. But uh, you'll see. We we want to keep you up to date with everything EPL, everything product drop. Everything well, USMNT abroad. Yeah, we def once the season gets going more, we'll have a little more in-depth talk about the USMNT guys that are playing abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's really hard to tell three games, four games in. Mm-hmm. So, um I guess we'll sign off here. I'm Hunter yep. York. Uh, and if you follow Meet Me in the Middle as well, we're, we're, our schedule is a little bit different, so we're going to probably we're gonna try to put out an episode. It might be later in the week, but Sunday we'll have one. Uh, we got to put out those picks soon, NFL picks. So we'll figure that out. Just we'll figure it out. Keep an eye out on the Twitter and everything, and we'll tell you when it happens. Yeah. Look for us on the socials. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Here's Anders famous send off. That's right. My famous send off. Have a ball, ladies and gents. We'll see you later. Have a ball.